0: Today on Impulse, I'm joined by my good friend Sam Moy from over at Infinite Backlog to talk about No Man's Sky and whether or not it's worth your time in 2019. Now for those unaware, I actually made a video titled Is No Man's Sky Still Worth Playing a Year Later way back in 2017. In fact, it was the very first video I ever made for Destructoid. That specific video more or less covers everything from the disaster of a launch all the way up to Atlas Rises, so if you're looking for an in-depth look at that stuff, I'll be sure to include it at the end of the video or down below in the description. Since then, however, there have been a plethora of new updates, from General fixes, quality of life improvements, to new content and even features, so let's get right into it.
1: really changed a lot since it first launched, uh, I actually remembered you uh, reviewing it for the channel way back when, and uh, at the time, um, well, when they were announcing it and whatnot, they were all saying that, yeah, you, know, you know, you could, you would never be able to meet anyone, or was it you could meet anyone?
0: It was really highly unlikely, as they put it, and I remember They made this claim that, like, the only way you would actually be able to figure out what you look like is if another player told you what you look like. And as it turns out, uh, on launch day, I remember specifically two streamers met up with one another on the same planet and they couldn't even see one another, so... It was a bit of a, a bit of a shit show. I think they sort of introduced
1: um finding other players, but you were like a floating orb or something way back when too.
0: Yeah, around the time Atlas Rises came out, you were sort of this weird floating orb with like very limited interactivity. And you could leave like messages and things like that, but it was really just kinda wasn't really proper multiplayer in in the sense that what, what we have now. Uh now you have just like straight up multiplayer where you can just invite a friend into your game and on PC it's up to 32 players, which is crazy, but it's only up to 8 people on console. So if you're playing on PS4 or Xbox One, your chances are still like pretty dang slim that you'll actually run into somebody. But if you decide to invite people or anything like that, or friends, you can do the story together, you can explore, you can build a base, you can do pretty much anything you can normally that you could do in single player,
1: And uh, the beauty of it is is that if you join in, um, you'll automatically uh, be put in the same system as the host player. So you don't have to worry about, you know, going through your galactic map hoping to find where your friend is.
0: Yeah, it's pretty handy. Especially if you want to just, like, be on the opposite end of the galaxy suddenly, or even closer to the center. You can potentially just join a friend who is, like, near the center. Mm. But anyways, as for the multiplayer itself, they have added some new content as well into the multiplayer, including... Like a brand new hub that you can summon, the the uh, the space anomaly. Normally you would have to kind of like run into that randomly. Now you can just like straight up summon it. Uh,
1: the only issue though with um with this with the big the big giant hub though is although you're in the same lobby as your friend you I, you somehow get separated I think once you go into the uh, once you go into the uh, the space anomaly because uh if I remember right, we had trouble trying to even uh, find each other to even try and do a mission uh through the uh, through the anomaly.
0: In that sense, the multiplayer is still a bit confusing at times. And... On that note, they, they added multiplayer missions in in the in the hub place, known as kind of the Nexus. And... I expected these to be a lot more. I came off Red Dead Online maybe expecting like some sort of cooperative missions or something like that, or... Things you could really do together that were kind of exciting. And instead, it was just like... Yay, yeah, go down to a planet and scan plants.
1: Or, uh, shoot so many, uh, or shoot so many space pirates.
0: Yeah, which were missions you could pretty much already get in the single player. And I just now you could do them with random people or with friends. But at the same time, we had trouble even, like, meeting inside this hub place, let alone, like, starting a mission together. Like, I could not wrap my head around it. I ended up just kind of giving up on that stuff. So, in terms of multiplayer, it all works as intended in the sense that if you want to invite somebody to, to hop in your game and do do more of the campaign, and some of the more stuff you could do is in a, in a single-player aspect, but some of the Nexus stuff is a little, little bit miffed.
1: And hopefully, you know, they'll hopefully they'll get that sorted soon.
0: Yeah. Uh, bases now can also be built anywhere on the planet. Uh, before, they were kind of restricted to, like, certain spots on the planet. you have to, like, find a beacon and scan, and then if you got lucky, it would, it would find a specific habitable base location. Now you can just, like, pick a spot anywhere. For better or for worse, some some spots, like, the base will, like, glitch right into the ground. I had that happen a few times, just trying to find a new spot for my base. But they also added, uh, teleporters as well, which can also be built anywhere now. So before, teleporters could only be built... I think specifically at your shelter or your base or whatever. Now they'd be built pretty much anywhere.
1: And the neat thing with uh, the neat thing with that is, uh, as someone uh, entering your game, uh, when I went back into my own single player game, uh, I was able to. I think I was able to visit like the systems that I'd been to while I while I was in multiplayer with you. Or um, you yeah, yeah. left... Or if you left the session and i was playing by myself again i could uh, just use that to teleport back to where i was before and just carry on from uh, from my system
0: it's pretty neat yeah it's really helpful if you find a planet full of resources that you really need that's really far away or if you just really like a specific planet but you're not too sure if you want to build your base there yet you can just set up a teleporter and then eventually if you decide to head back there it's a pretty easy process of getting of making your way back there and, uh, on that note, in terms of more, uh, quality of life improvements, uh, a third-person view was added. Although, admittedly, I'm, I'm not really crazy about it. I never really used it. It kind of gives me, like, the same janky vibe that the, the Elder Scrolls and Bethesda-made Fallout games kind of have. Like, the third-person just doesn't look that great to me. I
1: can't say I, um, I really used third-person myself when I was playing it. Feels more like a first-person thing to me, uh, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to this game.
0: Yeah, but, but you can now look at your character, which is, uh, interesting you can pick also between like different uh races to be between the the, the deck and stuff like that or or playing a, as an anomaly which is what i went with which kind of just just looks like a, a typical human looking spacesuit kind of fellow like on the cover of the game i'm more of a fan of that but a uh, character customization is a thing which is pretty neat
1: yeah yeah and i think you can you can change your appearances i think at your nearest uh, space station there's like a cosmetic uh platform where you can just step on and change your change your appearance
0: but, uh, freighters also have some new things. The, uh, the giant ships you could buy and use as transport ships and teleport with a lot easier to different, uh, systems. And they also now have the ability to, uh, basically assemble, like, fleets of frigates that you can send on missions. Think, like, those little meta games that you would see in stuff like Assassin's Creed Black Flag or even, you know, Metal Gear Solid, the Phantom Pain, where you can send out, basically, units to do, like, these missions, these little time tasks, and then a the little timer will tick down, and then you'll get... Basically, more items from that or various things to craft with, which is uh, pretty helpful. If you manage to build a pretty decent-sized fleet, you can gather a ton of resources just by sending those out each day.
1: And uh, the beauty with, uh, with freighters is, is it's also one of those things that you can uh, summon when you're on planet.
0: If I have any kind of nitpicks, it's that uh, the freighters themselves are cool, like building this actual fleet of freighters and Actual like physical ships that you can see flying around your giant freighter Uh, To repair them though It's not just some sort of like little menu thing you actually have to get in your ship your your smaller ship and fly to your frigate Land on the frigate get out and then actually go up to like some little thing and repair it And you gotta do that for each and every frigate that got damaged (laughs) at first it was pretty neat I was like oh, this is this is really hands-on kind of cool but when you've been when you've been uh, sending out these frigates to do missions like every couple of days, and then like a week into this, and you're still having to do this every single day, it got old. I
1: bet it'd also be uh, a lot of fun once you get a lot of frigates and having to deal with each and every single one of them. Now, one of the things I did like initially with uh, No Man's Sky was how varied a lot of the planets were, and I think they've added to that, have they?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they definitely expand of the biomes. There's a number of different biomes now. And if there's one thing I still really liked about, about No Man's Sky, it's kind of the aesthetics of it. It, it doesn't take on kind of like the traditional, modern-day sci-fi approach to space and more, like, planetary exploration games. It really takes on this, like, 70s color aesthetic of, like, bright yellows and paints and stuff like that, and... It really shows in terms of like the designs on some of the ships and everything like that. It, it it looks absolutely fantastic. If you look up like 70s Star Trek concept photos on Google for when they were trying to bring back Star Trek before they made the uh, the original motion picture and stuff, a lot of those like ship designs and drawings, is it feels like it's straight out of No Man's Sky and I kind of love it. But uh, as for the biomes themselves, <laughs> there are some insane biomes. I, I remember... One of the, the first, uh, more exotic ones I landed on was, like, this bubble planet, where, like, everything on the planet was spherical, in terms of the, the animal life, the plants, the rocks, everything was round. So, the only life on the planet were these, like, weird bubble things that were, like, dripping from their bo- dripping from their bottoms, it was, it was something.
1: Yeah, and I, um, I think I came across a planet where it was nothing but, like, looks like floating, like, floating nuts from a hardware store, and, uh... And they were, like, wedged into the ground, floating in midair, and they were sort of all over the place. It was interesting stuff. Now, um, you probably dabbled more in this than I I did, but um, you were able to, you were actually able to mount creatures.
0: Yeah, one of the new updates that they uh, they introduced in the, or one of the new features, I'd just say, that they introduced in the Beyond update was the ability to kind of harvest certain resources from animals as well as feed them. And if you feed them enough, they'll eventually be able to- you'll be able to mount them and ride them. So sometimes you're just riding on this tiny little thing that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Other times you can ride these giant dinosaur-tier animals, and it's it's not really useful in any in any meaningful way. You can hardly control them, but it's, it's fun to look at for a couple of seconds. In terms of other, like, more cool updates that I really enjoyed, uh... They added this update called The Abyss, which is basically underwater bases and more aquatic stuff that they've added, a more focused approach to underwater environments and plants and animal life and stuff like that. So now when you land on a planet that's like 90% ocean, there's at least some interesting stuff to see under the waves. Uh, That said, building an underwater base is visually really cool, but it's more or less the same thing, and it's a little more of a bit more of a pain to build underwater because you're constantly having to, to look for oxygen and things like that to basically fuel up your suit constantly. And I, I was on a frozen planet as well, so despite being underwater, I was also freezing to death constantly, so it was real pain.
1: You can build like an underwater uh, submarine vehicle thing akin to Thunderbird 4, I think, yeah, where you can uh, sort of just explore underwater, um, if I remember
0: right. That specific vehicle also includes its own sort of set of side missions known as the Dreams of the Deep. It's a uh, series of side missions you can do, and it's kind of spooky. You're, like, following the the lords of various scientists that were doing underwater experiments, and it all went bad. Honestly, though, it was pretty forgettable. On the planet I was stuck on, the, the random generation for it kept having me go insanely long distances, like, to a point where I was driving this underwater like vehicle thing for upwards of 15 minutes to get to the next mission marker and I was just like all right I'm, I'm kind of over this but I
1: suppose the biggest thing um they added to uh No Man's Sky
0: outside of multiplayer
1: outside of multiplayer yes of course is VR they added VR support and um I dabbled in a bit of this because I have a, a PlayStation uh, VR headset and um the game, when you start it up, it gives you the option to teleport and move around. So uh, I was using a controller for this because I just feel more comfortable than using the um, the uh, PlayStation Move control. And so I chose to move around, it, uh, move around, and um, it was pretty neat. You just got to get used to the fact that instead of uh, instead of using the analog sticks to you know look up and down, you just have to look up and down with your actual head. Um, I found exploring exploring sp- uh, exploring space and planets was great in VR. Uh, I do enjoy dogfighting in VR, though. Uh, depending on how fast you're going, you can get a little bit sort of disorientated, but um, that wasn't a that wasn't a huge issue of me. You get you get used to it eventually. But I did come across a couple of issues when I was uh, playing the game in VR, so I I don't know if. Um, I don't know if it's a a PlayStation VR limitation, but I had a lot of pop-in issues uh, moving around, uh, flying around on planets. Um, I also had a few pop-in issues sort of when arriving on planets, like I'd be flying above the planet and I'd suddenly get damaged because I hit a tree or something that decided to pop up a few seconds later.
0: I can only suspect that was a PlayStation VR limitation. I imagine if you're playing this on on a Vive or something like that, there's probably little to no graphical changes whatsoever and the only other only
1: other major issue i had was uh, i found that the the um i found that the ui in the ship was a bit uh, was a bit blurry uh, in comparison to the inventory ui but you know nine times out of ten i'm not even looking at the um at the ui in the ship anyway because uh i'm more or less either shooting another ship down or um flying to a planet in which i'm only just keeping an eye on how long it's going to take for me to get there
0: would you say this is a like a, a system seller for VR? Like, would you say this is something worth getting VR for? Because I have heard some like high praise from some people, but I'm just not too sure.
1: Um, I think when it comes to when it comes to VR, it would it was definitely something that would uh, that I would consider getting a VR headset for. Um, it's sort of it was. It was it was a lot better than what than i was expecting it to be because uh one thing i like in a game is exploring and um this really scratches the whole itch of exploring and and uh tying it in with uh, with virtual reality uh, instead of a lot of the other stuff i see you know vr being used for so um i wouldn't buy a vr specifically for it but it would heavily influence whether i get one or
0: not all right well pretty high praise nonetheless but uh in terms of, like, overall nitpicks, I would say, if I have any, like, lasting things that I hope they still try and improve, it's it's the inventory. Like, the UI and inventory in this game, even since launch, has still been kind of a mess. Like, just navigating through the, the really clunky inventory is still a bit of a pain. They've improved it to a point where now you can more or less stack an unlimited amount of, of objects and, and resources and whatnot to a point anyways. But uh, outside of, the I guess, the UI and inventory stuff, there's a lot of crashes here and there still, like the odd one. And it's not a huge thing, but it's still pretty annoying at times. Especially in multiplayer, where I don't know how the saving works, or, or when you're base building maybe, I'm not too sure, but there was this one point where you joined my game and I crashed after I spent like a solid two, three hours setting up this power system on my base.
1: I remember that, because you um, your game crashed, I stayed in your game, and uh, you rejoined, well, you joined my session while I was in your planet in from your game
0: yeah thinking like my base would still be there and whatnot half of it was gone yeah yeah which was annoying so the multiplayer like I said there are still some issues
1: now one thing I did like about the inventory and I just I just have to put this out here is um you're able to send resources and uh and stuff to your friend if you're playing multiplayer too and uh, that was something I do I do like especially if you're trying to find a particular resource friend has it but you don't
0: yeah you can also get an upgrade for your ship as well that allows you to send it from a a much greater distance normally when you if you don't have that upgrade you have to be like basically near the player Mm. but uh in conclusion though is no man's sky worth playing in 2019 for me absolutely at launch i I railed on No Man's Sky, you can go watch the Infinite Backlog review for it. I tore into this game, and now I would honestly consider it one of my most memorable games from this generation, in terms of how much i played it and how much I've explored. i put in over a hundred hours of No Man's Sky now, and I have a lot of fond memories now from this game, so. Uh, if, if you're still not crazy about that core loop, though, of exploring different planets and systems, and you're not crazy about crafting and, and base building and things like that, then Overall, I would I would probably say this game still isn't for you, but in terms of all the content they've been adding, it's it's ridiculous. I I I can't I can't not say this game is not worth it anymore. It's it's fantastic. Uh, the only thing I kind of regret is, and I'm sure they regret this too, is I wish they brought this to early access on Steam instead of like this full blown AAA release with this mass marketing campaign and everything like that. If this would have released as an early access thing back then, a lot of those issues that people brought up would have been a lot more forgivable. And if it launched now as like a we're out of early access kind of thing now, I think the the, the reception of this game would be a hell of a lot more positive.
1: I think No Man's Sky is a a typical textbook example of uh, how something that was so uh, critically negative, I suppose, at launch has just turned around and... um, and just made leaps and bounds in terms of improvements.
0: Yeah, and a lot of that boiled down to listening to its fanbase and delivering on content. Like, if you go to the No Man's Sky Reddit, at launch, that place was a hellscape of people bashing Hello Games and mocking Sean Murray. Like, that place was basically... you, You couldn't go there and have a conversation about that game. It was just a terrible place to be if you were some sort of nihilist, or you just wanted to- you just wanted to sit back and watch the shit show unfold. But nowadays, if you go to the No Man's Sky Reddit, it's like one of the most wholesome communities ever. They, they love the game. They even set up, like, a billboard down the street from the developer of Hello Games. They actually paid for a billboard, thanking them. So that, like, the employees could see their own community thanking them in <laughs> in real life on a billboard. It's- it's nuts. But what do you guys think? Have you been playing No Man's Sky recently? Let us know down below on how you think the game is shaping up.
1: And uh, if you want to go for something different, uh, of course, you know, there's the odd odd Infinite Backlog review. It's mostly just me at the moment, but um, I try to get something up from time
0: to time. And for more written content such as news, reviews, original features, and more, be sure to head on over to destructoid.com.